and girls, come on in. Come on in if you brought snacks, put them in the kitchen. Put them in the kitchen, get yourself a drink, get yourself a beverage, settle in, settle down, get a comfy chair, pull up the pofy if you want. Pofy, pofil, footstool, whatever you want to call it, pull it up, get comfy. It's uh, it's franchise buys games. It is Saturday the 3rd of March. Now, the title of this whole podcast is Franchise Buys Games. The downside of that is... Some weeks is going to go by where there's nothing I buy. There's no games that I buy. So I thought I need to get a new feature in here. I need to get a placeholder. I need to get a, like a, a feature show. Do you know what I mean? Like not for them times when I, when I haven't bought games. When I haven't been ridiculously spending. I almost bought Moss. You know the VR game with a little mouse. That adorable little mouse. Uh, but then franchise almost buys games would be... Uh, about as good as Franchise Likes Bed as a podcast. So, Little Moss, Little whatever her name is in that game, maybe she will get purchased. Maybe she will, maybe she won't. Right now I'm still on Metal Gear Survive, so I kind of see us wanting to buy that, and I'm starting to feel them pangs for Monster Hunter again. So, however good Metal Gear Survive is, it's not good enough to draw... I, I just keep going back, you know, like... You know, like a... Like a no, I can't use that analogy. Not in this day and age. Forget I even mentioned it. You know, like a no, I'm all out of analogies that are not politically correct in today's climate. So, this that being said, this is a show that I'm going to use from now on. That I'm simply going to call hot, hot, chot. I'm going to call. Hot shit? No, no, that's not gonna. That's not gonna go very well. What about ch- choice cuts? What about choice cuts? Like meat? You know, when you get in a butcher and you get a choice cut of meat. That's what it's gonna be. This is gonna be franchise buys games. Choice cuts for March the third, twenty eighteen. Now, choice cuts. The show I've just created on the fly is gonna be a rundown of the choicest cuts of delicious meaty news. That's cropped up since the last time we spoke on this podcast. Because I normally do try to dip into some little news tidbits. So I think from now on, when I'm not buying a game, I'll do choice cuts followed by the date. So Franchise Buys Games presents their choice cuts. And right here, I've got a fillet for you. I've got a, a fillet of news goodies for you. I've got a few that I've jotted down on the old iPad, on the old Apple device. We'll just kick it off straight away with, yes, I haven't been buying games. However, there's a one on the horizon that I am going to buy. And that bad boy will be Bravo Team. March the 7th it comes out. PSVR, Bravo Team, first-person shooter. Looks modern warfare-ish. Get that good aim controller out. Knock the dust off that aim controller. Got it with Farpoint. They only play Farpoint. Um, Good game, that. I enjoyed Farpoint. I enjoyed Farpoint more for the fact that I uh, I enjoyed the aim controller. There was something just off about it, though, just off enough that the aim controller adds to the immersion of the game because you can feel the thing in your hand. And then, like when you look down and it's that fucking assault rifle, the the hand that doesn't have your trigger finger, we'll call it the the barrel cradle in hand. Your hand and the hand in game 
were in different locations and I was aware of that. And there was at times when I'd look down and I'd take my hand off the gun in real life and it didn't come off in the game. I know that's going to be impossible to do unless you've got some sort of fucking glove on your hand. What the... And I mean, it's a big ask for PSVR anyway, but like, say you had a peripheral where you put a glove on and the glove had like a light bar on the back of the glove and that could be a different colour and it would identify where your hand was and then like it would have known if your hand was on the gun, off the gun. But again, that's a massive ask. That's a huge ask. I'm just spitballing, you know what I mean? I'm going to shoot the messenger. It's my show. Fuck you. <laughs> this is my show. I'll spitball where I want. But that, I did enjoy Farpoint. Uh, it did give us a little bit of the old wobbly legs I had my VRC legs then then put the VR down for a little bit uh, when I say a little bit I mean like 3, 4, 5 months just put it away just didn't play anything after Farpoint came out that was it with VR for me then Accountant Plus Accountant Plus came out and I was like right I'm getting back on the VR because anything that comes out of the fucking minds of the creators of Rick and Morty I am all over that shit. Uh, and Accountant Plus is fucking phenomenal, by the way. Hilarious. If you haven't picked up Accountant Plus, it's not expensive at all. I can't remember what I paid for it, but I remember thinking, bah, that's that's not expensive. Which, for me, the world's most disgusting consumer, uh, it's, uh, that's not really saying a lot. But I Bravo team, March the 7th, busted out. It's a little bit of co-op, modern warfare-ish type shooter. So I'm thinking maybe I should dust the, the PSVR off. And jump back into Farpoint, because I never finished the campaign, just to get my sea legs back. Just to get that free-moving sea legs back, because that's where the issue comes. That's where the sweats start. You know, you start getting them VR sweats, and you start getting the... (gasps) You need to take deep breaths quite a lot, because it just fucks with your mind. Like, ah, moving forward, but my legs are very much planted. What's happening? It's like that sort of shit. So, yes... Bravo Team is coming out. That'll probably be the next game that features on Franchise Buys Games. However, I'm not going to wait till March the 7th before I put another one of these out. There's probably going to be some news drops that I'll have to get in on just to remain just constant, just to remain present in your little minds, just always there on the outskirts, just creeping about, creeping about in your attention span, just at the back, just creeping, and then every now and again, I'll make a charge I make a charge for the centre of your attention and I will demand it. I will demand it like a puppy who is new to the house or I will demand it like a, a drunk woman demanding attention. Again, that's really not PC, is it? Because when I get drunk sometimes I'm a bit needy. You know what I mean? Well, anyway, choice cuts. What have I got for you? I have actually bought something, but it... I can't talk about it. I mean, I can't talk about it. I'm not like... There's not a gag order or anything. I mean, I can't talk about it because it's a Kickstarter. And it's one of them board games. You know franchise buys games. Video games. Board games. Uh, uh, extreme game, winter games. Olympic games. I buy games. Uh, and if you're here from the early days, from the old days, from the... From the old generation, you know I'm a huge Batman fan. And Batman Gotham City Chronicles just went live on Kickstarter. Which is a Batman board game. So automatically, Batman, yes. A game, yes. 
so I've backed that bad boy. Set you back for the basic, for the basic, which will get you your core game, which comes with two boxes, by the way. Two boxes make the core game. You get a full box of heroes, Batman, Robin, Catwoman, Nightwing, your classics. And then you get a box of villains as well, also with your classics, Joker, Killer Croc, Penguin, Riddler, Bane, they're all in there. I don't know if I said Bane twice there. Never mind. Bane before and after injecting Venom. We'll just put that. Although it's the same miniature. It is a miniature baseball game and all. I kind of get... Do you know what it is? I think it's just stuff. I think the love of board games boils down to just it's stuff. It's cool little miniatures. It's cool little toys. And I fucking love toys. If it was acceptable for me as a 33-year-old small boy to still play with action figures, you better believe I would. You better believe I would. But, uh, yeah, Gotham City Chronicles Kickstarter is live. If you're interested, get on Kickstarter and check it out. Looks like it's going to be a pretty good game. So I've backed that, uh, and we'll talk about that more in April 2019 when it arrives. When I've probably moved house, changed credit card details, and then never, ever receive it. But anyway, that's been backed. What else has happened? Speaking of release dates, Detroit Become Human release date dropped May 25th. Detroit Become Human, the the newest one from Quantic Dream, the the people behind Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Heavy Rain was a fucking game changer, wasn't it? Heavy Rain, I, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody who played Heavy Rain who didn't enjoy it. It changed, it changed things. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a game changer. It was an innovator in that game space. I think a lot of good memories of Heavy Rain. A lot of I mean, a lot of fucking depressing memories of Heavy Rain. Jesus. But, like, overall, few games will stay with me as long as Heavy Rain, as Heavy Rain did, Final Fantasy VII did, uh, The Last of Us did. They're, like, probably the top three games that have stayed with us. Uh, And Detroit Become Human looks to to be a fine return to form from the Heavy Rain days, not the hit-and-miss... Oh, you kind of missed more than you hit Beyond Two Souls featuring Ellen Page. Not even Ellen Page could carry that one. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't even play that. The reviews weren't kind. Uh, what I did see of it didn't look like more heavy rain, which was essentially what I wanted. But Detroit Become Human definitely looks to be a fine return of form. Quantic Dream, though, embroiled in controversy at the minute. I don't know if you... If you if I'm your only outlet of video game news, which is slim, the chances are slim. But if I am, just bear with us. I'm going to tell you some stuff you probably already know. Quantic Dream, David David Cage, I believe it is, David Cage's studio, embroiled in fucking controversy at the minute over fucking just conditions at the workplace, just like fucking sexism and fucking things that are not acceptable. That sexism and that ilk not acceptable in the workplace like sex like not not full blown sexual assault I'm not saying people are getting fucking raped out of the copy and that I'm saying it was like I don't know if it was like fucking arse grabs or like sexist jibes that sort of shit which I can understand you need to fucking snuff that out you know what I mean that, that is, there's no place for that anywhere unless you were in like the porn industry or uh, like a I mean, not even in a strip club. You can't even touch the ministry. If you're in a, if you're in a low-hanging fruit, 
anything goes strip club down a back alley somewhere lost in Eastern Europe then maybe that sort of behaviour is acceptable if you pay the money at the door to get in. The door with no real branding, you've stumbled upon it or a local's took you there uh, and you leave after having a good time uh, and contracting one or more sexual diseases. The other thing that was touched on in this controversy was the crunch. Now, I don't know if anybody's aware of the crunch. It's a term used in video game development when it's coming to, like, the the months leading up to release where the game isn't quite finished. I don't know if a game is ever truly fully finished. I I think if you talk to any developer, I don't think a single game has ever been shipped that everyone on the team was happy with or they didn't feel like if they'd had more time they could have made slight improvements here or overhauled this or fucking, I don't know. But the crunch is that period of time where developers are working like 14, 16 hour days just every bastard day and that's referred to as the crunch and it's 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 well known within the industry and it's only now that it's coming out I'd say 2018 it got brought too light but then again when it's when it's added into the mix of an already fucking toxic pot full of fucking it's like sexual fucking remarks and like jibes and discrimination in the workplace but then when you hoi the crunch in and all that it's just it's like a cat it's like salt it makes everything else it just fucking intensifies the flavour of everything else already in that pot. So it's it's going to be interesting for me when May 25th rolls around to see if all of this fucking controversy, all this bullshit surrounding Quantic Dream will affect the sales of the game. Because that's going to be the difference made here. People are being loud about it, and rightly so. And hopefully all these voices lead to change. But what I don't want to see is I don't want to see this game fail. Because what we need to bear in mind is not every single person at Quantic Dream was responsible for these toxic work environments. Some people just went to work and got the fucking head down and just concentrated on building the best fucking video game they possibly could. The best experience for the gamer, the end user. They went in and they gave their fucking blood, sweat and tears. They went through the crunch. They did the 14, 16 hour days. The... When I say 14, 16, I mean 14 to 16. I don't think they were working 1,416 hours in a day. Although, if it was possible, they probably would. I don't want to see these toxic things happening around the game in the studio affect the game. Because at the end of the day, there's still a lot of people there who do this for a living. Who did nothing wrong. The people who did the wrongdoing should be hauled over the coals. They should be flogged. Should be fucking publicly fucking shamed and embarrassed and fucking fired. You know what I mean? Maybe legal action taken against them, but that doesn't necessarily mean the game should fail because of it. And I worry that there's going to be a number of people who will boycott the game, thinking purely emotionally about the victims of the assault. And rightly so, think about the victims of the fucking assault. I'm not saying don't do that. Jesus, I'd hate to think I was in a position or somebody I loved was in a position like that. But don't let the fucking game suffer for it because this game looks phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And if it doesn't perform and then fucking Quantic Dream ends up fucking going the way of fucking blockbusters and the way Maplin's gone. Now, electronics retailer Maplin's gone into administration. I don't know if anybody's aware of Maplin. But there you go, that's gone into administration. Fuck all to do with video games. Just a general knowledge bomb.
you can have one of them in you. What else has been going down? What are, what are the? I can hear you say franchise. What are the choice cuts have you got for us there? Your influenza. What are the choice cuts is on offer today? And I'd be like, well, there's a nice bit of black pudding here, nice bit of blood sausage. And with that blood sausage, how about you get a bit of Battlefield 2018, rumoured to be World War Two? Eh? World War Two? Battlefield 2018? Last December, the rumour was doing the rounds that that would be Bad Company 3. Said in Nam, I was in Nam. You weren't there, man, you weren't there. Oh, fucking Battlefield V, apparently. That's what's been rumoured, leaked, that this year's Battlefield of the Storm will be Battlefield V, as in 5 or V for victory. And it won't be Bad Company 3. It won't be in Nam. It'll be in World War 2. Now, I don't know if I'm sick to the tits of World War 2. If I've got a fucking storm, Normandy Beach, one more time... I want a fucking medal. I want to be stood in front of my local town hall and presented with a medal. Because I've lived that shit thousands of times now. I am only Jordan. That's not a disrespect to people who are actually at Normandy. Don't fucking hate on me for that, please. The uh, Battlefield 2018, Battlefield V, World War Two. I would have preferred Nam. Because I can see a Battlefield game in Nam in 2018 and I can hear the soundtrack to it already and I just think that would make for a far better fucking video game. Not the old fucking... I mean, it's a path well-trodden now, like World War Two, A path well-trodden. I mean, there's definitely some little fucking areas of World War Two. There's some areas of that conflict that, have, that haven't been touched. There's, there are stories there from World War Two that haven't been told. Unless you sit and watching the Discovery Channel at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning because you can't sleep or you've had too much pizza and you can't lie down yet like th- th- there's going to be stories about World War 2 that we haven't heard and if they're going to go in and do that I'm all up for that the other thing I'm looking forward to even though I could do without World War 2 is I've never been in a World War 2 shooter no I haven't I'm having a quick think back I've never played a World War 2 shooter with the multiplayer component that Battlefield is famed for. Them numbers. Them fucking 60 people online. Them, if you're on a PC, you'll probably get 100 people online. But then again, you're playing on PC. So you've got 100 people online and 70 of them are cheaters. You know what I mean? And you might not even get online. You might have to update your drivers and that, you nerds. But whatever. Battlefield 5. Battlefield V coming in 2018. I will buy it. Battlefield 1 was fucking phenomenal. Uh, World War 2 is a however many times we play it World War 2 is always going to be a good game yes we're bored of it but it's sort of like World War 2's had its period there was World War 2 was the zeitgeist about 10 years ago Medal of Honor were doing it Call of Duty were doing it fucking you name it the, everybody was doing World War 2 that was the zeitgeist for war games but then now We've we've shifted out of there. We've gone into modern warfare. We've gone into fucking space. We've gone into fucking the far future. We've gone back to World War One now, and that that was a that was refreshing. That was a refreshing fucking jolt that the the war shooter needed. And then obviously Call of Duty went back to World War Two. Bought it, didn't play it. Hold my hands up. I did want to play the campaign. Never got around to it. Busy man. All the games. You know how it is. It's there. I will eventually play the campaign for World War Two, probably 
when Battlefield 5 gets officially announced, which I'm guessing will probably be E3, when that drops and I, I start seeing the footage and I'm like, whoa, I'm getting them pangs, I'm getting them Normandy pangs. Oh, Doctor, Doctor, I've, me Normandy pangs has come back. Oh, get a bit of this in you. Get a bit of Call of Duty World War Two in you. You'll be right as rain. I, I just feel that's the time I'm going to get into that. So, yes, the one thing I'm looking forward to, if this is true, I mean, it looks to be true, if it is confirmed, that multiplayer element, 60 players, Xbox One X, that's what I'm looking forward to. Battlefield do multiplayer very well. Very well. And I will be jumping back on Battlefield 1. I'm, I might even do that today, because I know the Apocalypse DLC is coming, and that shit's got me... It's got me salivating. Got me salivating for a for a good old horseback sword fest. That's what that is. See what happens. See what happens. In other news. In other news. If you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you will have received a mail in your email box of choice that uh, dropped the bomb. Dropped the bomb that March uh, is the last month where, as part of your PS Plus free game lineup, You'll be seeing PS3 and Vita titles in there. We're going from six titles a month for free. Let's break that down. We're going from one good to half decent game and five dog shit titles for free every month to just two PS4 titles. Now that to me is a bold move. Bold move. I think... Right... Off the bat, Sony cannot be caught. This console generation, Sony cannot be caught. They have got more consoles out in the wild than Xbox, right? They can't be caught. Even if they've fucked up so royally now, they're not going to lose enough ground at this point where they'll have fumbled a generation. Xbox fucked up right at the start, had the worst start you've ever seen to a console generation, coming off the back of the 360, which fucking, my God, Lightning in a bottle. The 360 was the fucking gaming machine. And then they launched into Xbox One and they fucked up big time. PS4 capitalised. PS4 ran away with it. Looks set to break fucking records with the amount of PS4s that's going to be in the wild. And then the drop... I feel like somebody's just getting a bit complacent. I feel like I worry Sony are just going to rely now too heavily on the fact that they've got a decent handful of exclusives up the sleeve. God of War, Spider-Man, Last of Us 2, Days Gone, or Dead Don't Ride as it used to be called, which I think Dead Don't Ride, they should have kept that title, like. but they've got a really good fucking handful of exclusives just sitting in the chamber, ready to pull the trigger on them bad boys, and I don't know if there's a level of complacency here, unless Sony are going to turn around and tell me that the two free games they're going to give me every month for PS4 are going to be absolute fucking barn burners. I've got to think, like, ah, you, you're kind of fucked up a bit here, like, Sony. It's, you're going to upset people. I mean, I'm, I'm not really upset, because all of the games that they've gave us up to now, I, I rarely download them, because one, I've either got them, or two, the dog shit. And I, it's a free game, but, like, if somebody walked up us in the street and just went, hello, sir, can I give you a free piece of actual dog shit? I'd be like, nah, probably all right. Like, I know it's free, um, but I probably... Probably alright, don't want your dog shit, you can uh, just give it to the next person. Unless it was a gypsy, if it was a gypsy 
and they looked us in the eyes and I didn't avoid eye contact and they were like, would you like the dog shit? I'd be like, well, I'm going to have to take the free dog shit because who wants a gypsy curse in 2018? You know what I mean? In a statement to Polygon, Sony confirmed that no additional PS4 games will be provided for PlayStation Plus subscribers to make up for missing PS3 and Vita software. It'll be two PS4 games per month and that's all. So... We are down to two PS4 games a month with PlayStation Plus. Xbox, on the other hand, just dropped fucking massive Game Pass announcements that shook the very foundation of the industry that they're just going to hoy their first-person exclusives in the Game Pass. Seven ninety-nine a month if you're here in the UK. Seven ninety-nine or is it nine ninety-nine? I'm pretty sure it's seven ninety-nine a month for Game Pass, a service that looks to be sharp, sharply. Fucking making strides. Sea of Thieves will be huge. It was going to be big anyway. It's on Game Pass. It's going to be huge. Fucking rumoured State of Decay 2 had a placeholder on Amazon, I think it was, slated for uh, a late March release. Now, I've got to think that's a placeholder because you're not nobody in the fucking right mind is going to drop Sea of Thieves March 20th, then... State of Decay 2, March 25th. Pretty much the only two exclusives this year that I can think of for Xbox that we know of so far. Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2. What other exclusives have we got coming? There'll be a Forza in there somewhere. The love of Forza. But that's it. You know what I mean? I've got to think that's a placeholder. But even so, they've said all future Xbox exclusives will be in Game Pass launch day. One genius move. How many people are going to jump into Game Pass for this? Seven ninety nine a month, right? Now I don't do maths. As a general rule, I don't do maths, right? Franchise does not do maths. That will be a podcast of me sitting there with simple sums, giving you the wrong answers. I'm not programmed for maths. I'm programmed to talk. That's how it is. Seven ninety nine a month, right? Let's see. I don't know. Uh, a realistic 100,000 people opt in to the 7.99 month payments that's not a it's not a big ask given the install base of the Xbox One X get well Xbox One Xbox One S and Xbox One X look at that full install base let's take 100,000 of them and let's say they go on and buy Game Pass 799,000 pounds a month. That's maths, I think. Now I could be wrong. We're there. Seven ninety nine a month times by a hundred thousand. Seven hundred ninety nine thousand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nobel Prize for maths goes to Mister Influenza. How do you feel? I feel intelligent. I feel I'm here among a, an audience of my peers. Maths. Am I right? Am I right, guys? That's 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 here for maths. But um. That kind of money, you can't turn your nose about. Are you going to tell me Sea of Thieves would have sold that much in a month? And are you going to tell me that there's going to be people out there? There will be a contingent of people who will sign up seven ninety nine a month, play Sea of Thieves until they get bored of it, cancel the subscription. Then they'll pick up again and they'll resubscribe when the next exclusive comes out and they'll play it until they're bored of it and then they'll cancel the subscription. What you're relying on here is the same way gyms stay open silent members people who sign up for a gym 
peer every month. How many people here listen to this podcast, peer for a gym membership, and you don't even fucking step foot in that gym, yet you quite happily give them money every month? That's what they're banking on. They're banking on the laziness and the complacency of people to cancel a subscription or a direct debit. And rightly so, fucking bank on it, because it's a tried and tested method. And that's where I think Microsoft have fucking... What a coup. What a coup. Right at the time when Sony dropped this, alright, we're not giving you six free games anymore. We're giving you two free games. I would expect to see Microsoft have a surge in sales around about the Game Pass launch. Depending on what the reviews are like for Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, I think you're going to see a surge. It's not going to be a big enough surge to catch Sony. Like I said, they are far out in the lead and they won't be caught. But that's that's, that's my thoughts on that. Now, this month being the last month of six free games, which are... PS3 is Mighty Number no. 9, which was the kickstarted fucking Mega Man spiritual successor, which fell flat on its face. Legend of K, never earlier. Claire Extended Cut, which was for Vita, uh, which I may download actually. Claire did seem to have something about it. And uh, a little game called Bombing Busters, never heard of you either. Bombing Busters and Legend of K are the type of dog shit that I'm talking about. Now, somebody might be able to correct me and tell us, actually, franchise, you really should try that Legend of Care. And I'd be like, well, what's it about? And would be like, oh, it's like a young lass who... coming-of-age drama in a game. Uh, she's academic, but uh, she's tempted to go down a dark path when underage drinking is presented as an option by uh, Brad, who who is the college quarterback, uh, and everybody... Everybody wants a piece of Brad. It's about the legend of her, basically. Then mm, I might get involved. You know what I mean? I'm all for a coming-of-age drama and uh, getting me some college quarterback. That's what that's what I'm all about. But they're the games that are the last ever PS3 and Vita titles that you'll get on your PS Plus subscription. Now, now, these two are fucking huge, by the way. The PS4 games this month, for March, Ratchet & Clank, which looks... Phenomenal. Didn't pick it up at the time. Wanted to, because I just think it looked unbelievable. Um, didn't play it at the time. Too many games out, and it was f- very far down the list at that time. So I will be downloading that. And fucking Bloodborne? I'm sticking Bloodborne on the PS Plus? That's a fucking... That's a game and a half to give away for, for fucking gratis. I mean, it's not gratis. You are giving them a subscription cost every year. But to include Bloodborne... A triple A fucking behemoth in Bloodborne. Bloodborne, I don't know if anybody played... If you didn't play Bloodborne the first time around, if you don't like the Dark Souls games because they are brutally fucking difficult, you're probably not going to like Bloodborne. What the Trite Angle Bloodborne has was like a, a an easier Dark Souls, a Dark Souls light. It's not as taxing as Dark Souls. You go fuck yourself. Bloodborne is every bit as taxing as Dark Souls. And now I've seen videos online of people beating Dark Souls and Bloodborne using fucking bongos from Donkey Kong fucking Bongo Bonanza, whatever the fuck that was called. I've seen them using Guitar Hero controllers and beating Bloodborne. And I've actually seen somebody beat Bloodborne using bananas. Physical bananas, the things that you normally eat. Somebody's rigged them up to become fucking controllers and uh, 
somebody's beat Bloodborne or Dark Souls, one of the two, with bananas. Now, that that angers me because I struggle with the first boss. I struggle. I haven't even seen the first boss on Bloodborne because I can't. I couldn't beat the fucking wolves on the bridge. Now, if anyone's played Bloodborne, you know how early in the game it was when I abandoned that motherfucker. I ploughed seven to ten hours into that game and I was at that bastard bridge with them fucking wolves and I tried to go different routes and I bumped into stupid little pissy enemies who widely populate the map and I would get fucked hard. Unapologetically. Bloodborne. Didn't get us wrong. Now that it's back in the public eye, now that it's back in the fucking... Now that it's gone from not being anywhere near me attention span now it's creeping in now it's doing a franchise now Bloodborne is franchising the franchise I'm starting to think actually shall I get involved in this again shall I uh, shall I have another double at Bloodborne start again because the weapon I chose at the start was that fucking the giant fucking switchblade thing because it looked cool as fuck maybe maybe I'll try again maybe I'll get involved in Bloodborne again because the last time I played anything from from software was Dark Souls 3 another one uh nope horrific 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 I even bought the Dark Souls board game backed that on Kickstarter played that with a couple of the boys brilliant game fucking brilliant board game lot of strategy fucking awesome miniatures got a very much got a Dark Souls feel to it then we got to the boss battle and I was already battered and I was like lads you two kill this boss I'm going to stand in the other room and every turn I get to regain stamina and your stamina is also your life. So like I was like, I'm just going to stand in the back here. We had a turn round, another turn round and it was like, you get the rage, you get the aggro token which means if you draw a particular boss attack he'll either attack the person closest to him or the person who's got the aggro token. I'm in the other fucking room at this point sitting there just doing nothing passing the time away and they're like, right, you get the aggro token this turn round. That's fine. I'm yet to see a boss card come out with the aggro token on it. What do you flip? You flip a fucking boss attack with the aggro token on it. Dead. Just co- I died. Killed me. Game over. The other two don't get to play on. Nah, that's how brutal this shit is. The other two don't get to play on. I died. Ruined it for everybody. Three hours. Three hours. Ruined. Because of me. <laughs> because of Dark Souls, yet again, plaguing my fucking life. That being said, I really like Dark Souls. <laughs> I really like Bloodborne. I fucking hate them. I love them. It's like... <sighs> what else do I hate and that I love at the same time? I don't know. I kind of think of everything off the top of my head. It's been one of them weeks. I'm slow off the mark this week. If you're uh, If you're a fan of the Happy Accident podcast, which is the other podcast I do... You'll already be aware that this week I've struggled. I've struggled with a bit of the old illness. I've had that tummy gubbins. I've got a tummy gubbins. My little tummy's been upset. I've had a. I've had a bit of an illness, and I'm just. I'm just drained. Me, uh, me brain box. It's not firing. It's not firing the way it usually does. I'm looking for metaphors. I'm trying to dip into the old brain box. I'm like, quick, give us a metaphor. I'm already talking. I've already started. I've committed to this. I've opened me mouth. Words are coming out. You need to give me a metaphor instantly. Normally the brain's just like, ah, there you go, mate. Deliver that one. And nine times out of ten, it works. This Today I'm like, quick, metaphor. 
And he's like, ah, something about fucking Moby. Something about Moby. That's no good, brain. It's too late. We've got dead air now. I'm recording a podcast and there's dead air because you couldn't supply a simple metaphor. Anyway, Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank. Get involved if you want. This Bloodborne thing, this Bloodborne thing's got me thinking. Got me thinking. Just as a little, uh, just as a little side note, I suspect E3 this year, we're going to get Bloodborne 2 announced. Think about it. Bloodborne got released, I don't know how many years ago now, should have done my research. A few years back now. Uh, it's gone. It's passed. It's had its moment. It had all its DLCs. It's done. Bloodborne comes back in the new figure, uh, you know, like Amiibos. You know, Sony's doing a fucking... What do you call it now? Sony's doing like a like an Amiibo type deal. And I kind of, for the fucking life of me, remember what they're called. And it'll, be, uh, it'll come back with, wait, wait. I'm not going to give you dead air. I'll just talk while I think. I'll say I think. I'm busy scrolling through the iPad. Totaku. Totaku. Totaku figurines. Sony's play at it, like, to get in on that Amiibo market. I mean, they don't do anything. Then again, I've got probably 30 Amiibos on the shelf behind me right now. They all do something. I've never... I've used probably three of them. Ever. If you're lucky. Totaku are the collectible figurines which are much like Amiibo, licensed PlayStation properties, licensed Sony properties, and as tiny little adorable figurines of characters such as the 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 staples, what you would class as like Sony mascots. So you've got Sackboy, Crash Bandicoot, Haihachi Himishima from Tekken, fucking Parappa, they're a ship from Wipeout, and the hunter from Bloodborne. So slowly, slowly, Bloodborne's starting to starting to creep back into your little attention span there. Have you noticed? Free game on PlayStation Plus. Creeping back in on the old uh Wajimakali there. Totaku figurines. There's a there's a hunter there. I suspect I suspect if my intuition is to be believed just we'll say Bloodborne two announced this year at A three. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now, 3rd of March, the first ever episode of Choice Cuts. Bloodborne 2 at A3 this year. Boys and girls, I believe that is everything I want to talk about. I have no more Choice Cuts for you. I've got none. I'm all out. I'm all out of Choice Cuts. I'm all out of hot shit. If, boys and girls, you've enjoyed what's happened here today, do us a favour. Tell your friends. Jump on Twitter. Give us a retweet. Pass the word about. If you'd be so kind, hop on that there. iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. That would be nice. The goal is, as you know, to become a gaming influenza. The gaming influenza. That probably won't ever get a sponsorship deal. Because i got a filthy mouth. And I can say things without thinking about them from time to time. But... That's not going to stop us as a community becoming the biggest fucking community that gaming's ever seen. It's not going to stop me becoming the most powerful influenza the gaming community's ever seen. But I can't do that without your help. And I can't do that without their MyTunes reviews. The more reviews I get, the more likelihood I'm going to get picked up on a feature page. Maybe climb a chart or two. You know what I mean? Ooh, imagine that, me and you climbing a chart or two together. How nice would that be? How good would that feel? Little bit of Paul McKenna there. 
<laughs> little bit of every now and again that creeps back in I did that seven days to change your life thing a few years ago now like when it first came out I thought ooh I'll, I'll change my life in seven days I'll have a slice of that and he got this audio CD with it and it was Paul McKenna trying to do like a guided hypnotherapy session via a CD and every, he just used the words and how good does that feel too many times far too sexualized for my liking if anything I wasn't hypnotized I was just confusingly aroused in a situation where I didn't really want to be. Cause, I mean, have you seen Paul McKenna? It's just not my type. It's just not my type. Boys and girls, thank you for listening to Choice Cuts. I will be back at an unscheduled time, in an unscheduled place, but I'll be there. And until then, just be aware that I'm creeping. I'm creeping around your attention. The outer rims of your attention, I'm there. With a little tweet here. The Happy Accident Podcast still going strong. And then every now and again, I'm there, I'm right there, right in the centre. You open your eyes and I'm hovering above you in bed. <laughs> and you can't move your legs because somebody's tied you down. <sighs> we know how this goes. Boys and girls, <laughs> behave yourself. Until next time, laters.